Welcome to the Propreneur Podcast, where we help practice owners become better entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Dino Watt. And welcome once again, everybody, to the Propreneur Podcast. I'm excited to have you here. Thank you again for everybody who's been sharing this podcast with your friends and your colleagues helping them learn the best practices that we always try to bring to you every single episode. And this episode is no different. I've actually been privileged to know these two gentlemen for quite a while and been able to see the growth in their business and to work pretty intimately with them on a few different projects. And I'm excited to introduce you to the owners of Ortho Patients, Keaton Walker and Tyler Lovell. How are you guys doing today? Good, doing great. Thanks for having us on, Dino. I got to say, although um, people who are only watching this on YouTube can see this, but Tyler, growing out the beard since the last time I saw you a little bit, like, yeah, yeah it's, to go. It's, uh, it's not November yet, you know, I thought it was the, from home, you know, you don't go out much, so <laughs> that's true, everybody, the quarantine beard, huh, that's what you got going on, <laughs> well, good to see you guys, thanks for being on the show, Thank yeah, you. thanks for having us, I loved your, your live last week, it was excellent. Oh, thank you very much. I appreciate that. We got a lot of amazing uh, stories and feedback from that and from some emails that we sent out. You know, right now, as you guys know, you've been probably talking with some of your uh, doctors about this and stuff. Some some doctors are doing really, really well. Like they're seeing a lot of patients. They're having more people come in than they expected at this time. And some are struggling, but both seem to have a struggle, whether it be, you know, good or bad in the sense of how their business is doing, but mentally, like the overwhelm, the frustration, the stress, there's so much going on, the unknown. So it's a, I think it's a super important topic that we keep talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I, pre- I appreciate your leadership during these times. It's, it's been awesome to see. Now, Keaton, you're all the way over in uh, the UK, right? The motherland. Yeah. <laughs> Currently and, I'm in the motherland. And you're there for an extended period of time or what's going on? Yeah, so the uh, honestly, just just couldn't shake the feeling that I need to come over here for some reason. So I'm here for as long as I can be, basically, probably about six months. Nice, very cool. And Tyler, where are you coming in from? From Mesa, Arizona. So right here in kind of the heart of Arizona, where there is you know overly saturated market of orthodontists. So well, you're also on the you know the the surface of the sun at this point in time. Oh, okay. Yeah, it feels like it for sure. <laughs> it's one of the, we were there for the winter, but we got out during the summer because we knew it was going to happen. That's, that's crazy. Well, you guys, again, thank you for being on the show. One of the things we love to do on this show is always talk about uh, our stories because I think stories are what connects the most of us together. So tell us a little bit about how your, what your journey has been like, how you got into the world of orthodontics and to serving your clients the way that you do. Do you want to go first, Keaton? Yeah, I'll start. So I grew up in a family business. It was actually a swim school based out of Utah. And I just, I understood that world. I know what it's like to like sit around the, the dinner table on a Sunday afternoon and everybody's still talking about business, even though nobody really wants to be. Um, but at the same time, loving it and not really having a problem with it. And so I uh, was doing marketing for my family business a couple of years ago. And my brother, who's the CEO, just invited me to start learning about Facebook ads and said, we need this. We're going to open a new location. And from what he knew, the most successful swim schools had started using Facebook ads to um, open their new locations and continue to get uh, sustainable revenue that way. And so I started learning about it and 
uh, as a you know self-taught marketer, just spent months banging my head against the keyboard trying to figure out what was going to work and what wasn't going to work. And um, towards the end of that journey, I really started to get a hang of it, and it was incredible to see you know turn on a campaign and see the results just minutes later in some uh, in some cases. So that's kind of how I got introduced into the world of Facebook ads. And then I was looking for an industry that needed consistent marketing. And I was just talking to uh, a friend whose dad is a dentist actually, and he a dentist out in Salt Lake city. And he said, yeah, I was talking to my dad the other day about the orthodontic business model. And he said that this is a great opportunity. Like they always need marketing. They have higher patient volumes. You know, they're, they're churning patients a lot faster. And so I decided, okay, I'll, I'll see what I can do in the orthodontic market. And so I, the first orthodontist I reached out to, he said, yeah, let's give it a go. And I uh, haven't really looked back since. Wow, that's awesome. I uh, think it's interesting that you were able to see from one market, this, the swim school market, and be able to parlay that over. Because the fact matter is when you learn how to do good marketing, and especially in our world today where marketing has changed up quite a bit from what it used to be, that you're able to parlay that over to another industry and help out in that industry. And I love also that as a good entrepreneur, you saw a, a need and, and went, okay, how can I fill that and help out over there, which is essentially what I feel like I've done in my business as well. That's awesome. Well, thank you for sharing that. What about you, Tyler? Yeah. So I got started on this is actually kind of funny story. I wasn't planning on being a marketer. Um, I was going to school to be an orthodontist. Uh, I was my first two years of college and I was going to school and I was taking doctors out to lunch and I was asking doctors, like, hey, how do you become an orthodontist? What tests do you do? You know, who do you connect with and things like that? And so when I was, you know, talking with them, um, I talked to one doctor out in Arizona. And he's like, hey, you know what? Like, I'm actually starting up a, a marketing agency for other orthodontists from the ground mm -hmm. up. He's like, do you want in? I'm like, sure, why not? It's a foot in the door for an orthodontic practice. I'll get to shadow him, learn what he does, um, and find out, you know, what it takes to be an orthodontist. And so I, I jumped on board. And right away, we started to grow that marketing agency. It was called Ortho Marketing DFY. Um, Dr. Tyler Coles and I, um, and there was another woman there, we started Ortho Marketing from the ground up. And in three years, we went from zero clients to over 150 clients. Wow. Um, and we learned all kinds of marketing. You know, we learned <clears throat> Facebook ads, Google ads, SEO, um, a lot of other print and digital marketing techniques there. Um, and so I kind of got into marketing on accident. Um, you know, I found out quickly that my personality, you know, didn't fit you know, the role of, you know, sitting down with my hands in people's mouths all day long, which I highly respect that orthodontists have an awesome job. I respect what they love to do, but I quickly found out that it wasn't what I wanted to do. And so, you know, but sitting next to him and learning marketing, you know, I picked up some awesome traits right away. And we actually studied and worked with um, some of the big marketers for like Nike, Adidas, Heineken, and the Golden State Warriors. Um, we also learned from Dan Kennedy while working there. Um, nice. We met with him and learned from him and other, other, and other consultants as well. And so, you know, my time there is a truly, is a big learning experience for me. Um, and then from there, it allowed me to open up my, my own agency. And that transition was a little bit um, funny because the doctor that I was working with, who started a marketing agency, he had seven practices himself, himself. And uh, I helped him grow from two to seven locations in five years. And at that time, he just had too much on his plate. And so he allowed me to take on um, that marketing company and go in a different direction. 
And now a uh, little, little while later, Keaton and I teamed up um, and we started OrthoPatients. And so, you know, kind of all these funny, like little coincidences kind of put Keaton and I together. Um, and now we're really helping a lot of orthodontists succeed. And so it's a way all on accident. The way the whole story flows, right? Like the way the river goes. It's very interesting how people connect each other. Tyler, I believe, has been on a, been a guest on our show here and, and has been doing some amazing things. So it's just so interesting how you find one avenue and you think it's going to take you down one way and ends up taking you another way. And that's great. I love it. It's interesting because there's a couple of, I think, real big bonuses that you two have. Uh, I think people who are watching this, this on the YouTube uh, channel probably are looking, oh, these are younger guys. But because you're younger, I think you're a little more flexible in the way that you're thinking about stuff as well. I always say that uh, industries never change from within the industry. It's always from looking without the, uh, from outside the industry into other industries and how we can adapt that. And I think what you're doing with Facebook ads, reaching out to things, you mentioned something like Dan Kennedy. I guarantee you 90% of the people listening to the show have no idea who Dan Kennedy is because they're not in that marketing world, whereas yourself and myself and people who really dive into the marketing aspect understand that that's a big deal when you're studying with people like a Dan Kennedy. Um, I think a lot of people can look at the pedigree of, oh, I worked with you know this company or that company on a status level. But when you're really talking about people who have been in the forefront of the marketing game for years, it's people like Dan Kennedy and and those that are out there. So that's really awesome. So you guys got together, started to decide to partnership in this this company. And let's talk a little bit about what OrthoPatients does and why you do what you do. Yeah, um, I can I can jump in there. So we one big thing that I saw again, like my marketing training is literally banging my head against the keyboard for months. Like I said, just trying to figure out what worked and what didn't. And I've launched campaign after campaign after campaign. And the only thing that I was able to make work for these local service-based businesses was what we started calling conversational marketing, which is just, we invite people to have a conversation with the practice or the business instead of trying to force treatment down their throat through uh, whatever type of marketing that, that, I mean, there's plenty of that type of marketing out today. So what we do is we invite people to have, we use, text, SMS, and um, Facebook Messenger primarily to invite new prospects to have conversations with the practice as well as following up with old patients through SMS. So, yeah. or, or old no-shows, not patients, but people who didn't start reactivating those old lists through- Oh, so you go back to some of those who, the no-shows to try to reactivate them. That's really smart. Yeah, it's a it's something new we're rolling out. We're super excited about. So that's that's kind of like where I- started but tyler was really great because he when we we we're kind of watching each other run the same business um because we both learned from tyler coles and i just decided to reach out to him at one point but the thing that tyler really brought on and that he's really good at is the sales psychology of like what each message is going to say so i'll let mm. him talk about that yeah so you know, go along with what Keenan said you know we notice a a need where there's a lot of marketers out there that was driving traffic to landing pages. And we noticed the conversion rate was a little bit low on some of those. And, you know, even ourselves, I was running landing page ads all the time on Facebook. And I was like, you know what, these aren't so successful as what people really say they are. So we switched to conversational based marketing, which is Facebook ads to chat bots inside messenger. And the chat bots will automatically sell the prospect 
warm them up. It's just like dating, you know, and dating, you don't go from, you know, holding hands to marriage the next day. You know, there's a simple date. Hopefully. Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> so we, we took that in. Um, we took all those details of like sales psychology, keywords, people, words that people can relate to, you know, simple mm-hmm. phrases like what is a comfortable down payment? Instead of asking how much can you afford? Right. So a comfortable down payment. All of a sudden people's minds start to change. They lower their guards and they want to talk with you. The cool thing is the conversational based marketing products that we have, will talk with a prospect, get them interested, self-qualify them, and then help them to um, reserve a consultation with that practice. And so, you know, understanding Dan Kennedy's, you know, keywords and phrases and, and Dustin Burleson, another great marketer out there, you know, we really wanted to put together a product that would help the customer engage with the office rather than having something be really salesy and pushy, if that makes sense. And the only way that we could, we thought of that was to put it inside of messenger with a chat bot and the chat bot literally does everything for people 24 seven and keeps the customer engaged. So it's cool about that is, um, you know, I talk about doctors all the time, not being were or working as an entrepreneur, right? I call them propreneurs. They're professional entrepreneurs. And my goal is to teach entrepreneur orthodontics and dentistry because no one gave him this education in school. And I use that quite a bit of the phrasing of no one taught them how to run a business in school, which is true. But in some ways, it's a good thing because most business schools don't know how to run a business as well. So you're learning what they're getting from you is they're actually getting people who are learning the marketing aspect of it, the entrepreneur aspect of it when it comes to advertising and marketing that they don't know, nor do they have, in most cases, the time to learn it. I mean, you do have people who are kind of interesting in the sense of the way that they have energy. Like you look at a Tyler Coles, right? Like, man, you're, you're running a practice, you're putting your fingers in people's mouths and you're learning about this marketing side of things. Like that's above and beyond what I think a lot of people either feel like they have the time or dedicate the time to do. So when you are coming on board, you're actually doing that. You've already done that work and you're helping them get results that are different than what they're normally doing. By the way, we should put this premise out there. I've said this on the show before, so it's no big surprise, but most orthodontists, and I'll even say dentists, but I'll say more, uh, probably more on the uh, orthodontic side, when they say marketing, they are actually aren't marketing. They aren't actually talking about marketing. They're talking about networking, going out to doctor's offices and giving them treats to bribe them to send patients to them. Yeah. So when you talk about marketing, you're talking about what? That is... I'm so glad you asked this question um, because I've been thinking about it a lot lately too. We also, we also live in a world where people think that posting on social media is marketing. Right. But uh, I, th- I think the simplest way to think about it is like a, a marketing campaign, something that's actually going to be successful is a series of small events that lead up to a big event. Mm. And so a small example I'll give you. Um, so it was, I'm trying to remember if this was, yeah, so it was PT Barnum. And he, I don't know if you've heard of this, it's called like the mermaid hoax, the P.T. Barnum mermaid hoax, you could look at uh-huh. it. But basically somebody came to him and said, there's, there's this mermaid, we found it in the South China Sea, like we wanna put it up in your museum. So, and that was the thing that P.T. Barnum was most famous for. And so he, he like look, asked for pictures of the mermaid and it was literally like a monkey tied to the bottom of a fish. Like not, not a real mermaid, somebody just wanted to have that um, 
happened, right? So they, he talked to them and, and basically what they ended up doing is they took, he had one of the people that worked for him go to a different city and stay at this specific hotel. And in that hotel, he was talking to the, the guy that owned the hotel and he said, hey, we're, we're doing this mermaid thing, like just kind of dropped it subtly. And he knew that the, that hotel manager knew all the journalists in the city. So the journalist, what, all of those journalists came in and like, we're asking him all these questions. So all of them published something about it. And then uh, he made like 500 flyers and just dropped them in random places throughout New York, like littered them on the street. And so there was this, this buzz going out around, uh, going around about the, um, through the journalists. And then there was also buzz going around because of the flyers that he had dropped. And then the minute that they opened the doors for the, the mermaid that was in P.T. Barnum's um, museum, they sold out within 10 minutes and everybody was, was going in and they were all crazy about it. And then they realized it was a scam, but everyone was actually like grateful because so the, <laughs> the, the moral of the story isn't here isn't to sell a scam. It's that marketing is a series of small events that leads up to a big event that people want. And so that's what we've tried to do is we take, we're, we're, Facebook ads are reaching people that don't already know you. It's, it's the equivalent of dropping those flyers everywhere. Just one flyer, another one, another one, another one. And then we're also following up with old patients, showing up in front of people consistently so that when they come to the practice, they, they're the natural choice. Or you know, if they're not ready for um, treatment right away, that they've been seeing these ads for months and months and months, and then they know exactly who to seek out for their treatment. It leads it right into the, the natural progression. I love that. So um, let's talk what's happening right now in our world today. So Tyler, obviously you guys have seen a huge shift in the way that people are looking at online things. Um, I think there can be a feeling of during COVID, you know, it was like the rush, the panic, the freak out of, okay, fine, we'll, we'll get online, we'll do this finally, even though people have been talking about it for years, or even the virtual aspect of it, right? And then right. now that people are back to work, and again, as we mentioned at the top of the show, some are crazy busy, some are, don't have enough of their team members that have come back to actually fulfill all the needs of the office, some are still struggling, so we got people all over the board, but we also have this kind of new feeling around, do I need online marketing? Do I need the virtual appointment? Do I need the bot? And what have you guys noticed with some of your clients of the kind of roller coaster that's happened over the last five to six months? Yeah. I mean, I even want to roll it back in the last five years if I can. So oh, okay. what I noticed is, you know, five years ago, you know, if you got into Google ads, SEO, you know, you're at the top, you know, even, even before that. Right. And so now, I mean, if you, you know, sim I always like to do this when I talk with, with new prospects, like, Hey, I want you to go on Google, type in orthodontist near me and see how many people pop up at the top in the ad section alone on the first page, you're going to have 20 people showing up on that first page alone, you know? And so your competition, you know, you're one out of 20 people on that page and it clicked on. And so that's one of the trends that we kind of noticed is that everyone wanted to get on Google ads and do SEO and stuff like that. Um, and we were like, Hey, you know what? Everyone in the world, especially right now during coronavirus is at home scrolling on their phone. And so what we wanted to do is put our ads on social media, on Facebook and Instagram. And in that one moment in time, when someone's on Facebook, 
they only see that one practice. So if you're, if you're a practice owner and if you have an ad on Facebook or Instagram and you show up as the only orthodontist on their screen, you are your only competition. You have zero competition at that moment on Facebook and Instagram. And so we noticed that on Google, it was just super heavily concentrated with a lot of orthodontists and dentists, you know, trying to get on that top spot on Google. And so we're like, hey, you know what? If you're on Facebook or Instagram right now, you are the only person that that prospect will see. And that is value. Because mm -hmm. if they only see you, well, they're only going to think about you. They're not going to think about your competitor down the road. And so going online, um, you know, Avery Spencer, who works with us here at Orthopatient, she says, if you're not online, your, your practice doesn't exist. And so, you know, you have to have your practice online so people could see you, view you, hear you, get to know you. Because the buying process, the buying cycle, just like dating, you have to trust that owner. You have to trust that practice. And so showing up with reviews on Facebook and Instagram, you know, people judge your business based upon your your social media outlook, you're based upon your online presence. And so when people start to view you on there, they're starting to trust you or the opposite could happen where they could lose trust in you and never call you. Like if you don't show up anywhere, chances are people aren't going to call you to book an appointment. And so it's important to be everywhere, just like what Keaton had said. Um, but yeah, going virtual right now is awesome because everyone's online, everyone's scrolling on Facebook and Instagram. Um, and so it's super critical, especially right now during the, the pandemic, to have a virtual presence. Um, and even just getting started is, is a step in the, in the right direction. And so it can be overwhelming. It can be intimidating. And we understand that. You know, we, I jumped into this not knowing anything before. And so you just step by step, it's a learning process, getting your name out there on social media. Um, so that, that's kind of how I'd answer that is it's critical right now. Here's sure. what's interesting about that is that the social media does something that no other type of or form of marketing can at such a low cost of entry. First of all, if you're just doing the basic, basic, having a presence on there, not running ads or anything, it's free. So that's a pretty good cost. Yeah. It's just taking your time and your creativity, but the ability to show people who you are, what the culture of your office is, <laughs> Uh, literally every day you can have another excerpt about what you're about and what people think about you. You know, people rush to the, to the uh, YouTube ad or the Google ads and all that. And that's great. I absolutely want to have that presence up there, but that's, that's the social proof from someone else who you're hearing their story, but they're not able to, but you're as a, a consumer, not able to see what my look of my office is, what the feel is. Are we fun? Are we, are we more, you know, uh, stoic? Are we going like, there's so many different personalities that an office has and not all personalities match with that mom or dad who's specifically in your area. So it just gives you another opportunity to show who you are, what you're all about, let alone the social proof of things like smile reveals and being able to say, no, this is the work we've done. Like uh, I know you're there in, in, in Mesa, Tyler, with uh, doc, uh, Dr. Stuart Frost, who does such a great job of really showing what their personality is, not just through their Instagram, not just through their TikTok, not just through their Facebook, but just by being creative and showing exactly who they are. You know, when you walk in there, what you're going to, what to expect. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, you know, just going along with that, I mean, there's so many great examples. Like we, in one of our last webinars, we um, gave a shout out to Aloha Orthodontics out in Las Vegas. Okay. 
you know, we don't work with him, but I, you know, I follow his social media. And if I was in Las Vegas, I would purchase from him because his social media is fun, entertaining, energetic, shows a personality, not only the doctor, but the staff members. And the best part is that's all free. So if you're able to take advantage of that free content, by all means, do whatever you can. And that, that would be something just to start is just do the free stuff on your own. Well, it's interesting because so many people that I've talked to, you know, especially who are maybe at a certain age and aren't willing to kind of think a little younger are thinking, oh, but it's the time. We don't have the time to do that. We don't, we don't have, it's like, yeah, but you're spending time doing some of the stuff I was talking about earlier, sending people out to give them gifts, you're buying gifts or whatever to these different doctors. The time it takes to do it versus the reward, the ROI on that, like you said, you don't even live there, but if you did live there, you would, I know I'm, I'm you know, friends with the, uh, the, the braces doctor on TikTok, right? Over 101.5, maybe probably up to 2 million followers on, on TikTok, right? There are parents who tell stories about their kids saying, mom, we want to go to this doctor. We want to go see this person. Now he's super creative. He's way into it. And you don't have to have that type of presence. Here's what's awesome about this. You talked about that with this doctor, Aloha, Aloha Orthodontics in one area. You don't have to be TikTok famous or Instagram famous or Facebook famous. You just have to be, have a presence in your area. And so how do you talk with doctors who are worried about that? Like, oh, I don't want to have to spend so much time on doing this. Or sorry, that was a very bad impersonation of a doctor's voice. It's sounding like my, what my wife says when I talk, uh, how she says when I talk. Uh, but when you have these doctors who are worried about the time or, you know, I don't want to go famous or I don't want to spend all that effort into doing that. What is, what's the ROI for just focusing on your specific area? So I would say it's infinite. I mean, like, you know, as much content as you get out there is the best. But I mean, you just make a couple simple posts here and there. You know, you're doing, you know, some doctors aren't going to adapt these, these practices. And you know what, if you're in that area and someone else doesn't want to do it, simple posts here and there could go a long, long ways. So do you guys have any examples of any type of practices? And if you don't, I'm, I'm putting you guys on the spot. There's a practice who are just kind of doing it in their own little area that don't have the thousands of followers, but still are being able to uh, uh, capture that audience inside of their own personal their town or their certain area. Yeah, maybe not the best example because she is pretty young and we might be trying to oh well, yeah i don't care if they're young or old I just, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. no i i was just saying that because you're saying some of the older doctors don't feel like they can do it but uh dr marcelo radojevic she's out in she owns ion orthodontics in florida and she just opened like a year ago and from the very beginning we started working maybe uh eight months after she opened we started working together and she from the very beginning was just amazing at reaching out to her local community through facebook and so what she'd, she'd like 20, 30 minute videos of her. Wow. Uh, yeah. So, um, but her talking, you know, posting it in the local Facebook group of all the, you know, Port St. Lucie moms of her, like, this is what to do if your child's wedding the bed, this is what to do. If oh, they wow. Smart. Like, all sorts of value just added to these Facebook groups as well as posted on the Facebook page. And, you know, I, I've heard this story about Seth Godin, uh, who, Again, if, if you're not a marketer, you might not know who he is, but one of the like modern OGs, I would say. Yeah. And he, 
he talks about he'll show up on anybody's podcast as long as they've published a hundred episodes. And mm. so the the purpose there is just to make sure that they they have enough grit. And so that that's what I would say to any advice I would give to a doctor is just keep publishing, you know, whatever your equivalent is of a hundred podcast episodes, just keep publishing. Even if nobody's listening, eventually somebody's going to find your page on episode 70 and they're going to go watch everything else. And they're going to say, wow, I really like this person. And, yeah. and that's going to be the deciding factor for them. Another thing is this is, this is great content for, for doctors out there who are listening. Um, we have an affiliate product on our website. Um, it's, it's a great product that really helps doctors get a hold of their, their Facebook and Instagram posting. It's a uh -huh. social media blueprint. Um, it's a relatively inexpensive product that gives you six months of free content that you could post. So if you want to get started, if you're thinking about, you know, starting posting anything, you know, this will literally give you the creative ideas. And then you just have to take a, an iPhone or an Android, a smartphone, take a photo and upload it. So, you know, it doesn't have to be super complicated. It doesn't have to take a long time. Um, but we, we have uh, a simple product that literally gives you six months of content posts for you that could be organic, that fits your office, that could give you this strong energy. That's a really good point because I know that, I mean, we interviewed Avery on the show uh, talking about that product. And it is one of the things that becomes the most challenging, right, for people is just to think creatively, like to think, yeah. what what can I do? And And when you have six months worth of, well, just do this, like here's the recipe. Like, don't, mm -hmm. don't go outside the lines, just good, do the recipe. You don't have to become, you don't have to go to a, you know, cooking school, you know, a culinary school, right? You don't have to do any of that. You just have to follow the lines. What I like about what you said, Keaton, about what that doctor did is, and I hope a lot of people that are listening heard that is all she did was put up a camera and you saw, you heard my reaction to like, what did you say? 15 minute long videos. That's, that's a long video for some, but she was just giving value giving that content. And what did she do? She became the go-to expert in the area. Mm -hmm. Most people would look at that and say, oh, you know, you've only been in business for X amount of months or whatever, or a couple of years. You're young, you're new. But here's somebody who now, even though she's in a position, when you look at her other probably competitors around her who have been around for X amount of years longer, she's now becoming the expert because what's she doing? She's giving education and the education aspect of what to look for, what to be careful of, becoming that expert. You know, we've talked about before, I've talked before, I know about, you know, writing a book to become an expert and uh, going on stages and speaking, become an expert, all that stuff. But really becoming an expert in our world today is a matter of turning on your iPhone and telling them, giving people a piece of value that they can literally use in their life. And now you are the resource to them. So kudos to her because that's so smart and something anybody can do for free exactly and it's what they went to school for right they, the doctors didn't go to school for social media or marketing that's right things but they know 10 times more than everybody else in their town about this specific thing and, and that's what they can provide value about without having to go research for hours about what to say I mean, it's funny because you brought me back to, so I was a bedwetter when I was a kid. I was a bedwetter up to like almost 13, 14 years old. Like it was no, I did the placebo pills. I did the everything. Nobody could figure out what the deal was, right? And we can go all into like my childhood trauma or whatever, but who knows, right? But here is a scenario where you talk about a mom who's just browsing Facebook. Maybe she just puts into Facebook like how to help my son stop wetting the bed. 
And here this doctor who pops up, she might not even be in her area, but she's giving this great value. The point is, is that, as you just said, there are a lot of topics that we might not talk about openly or think about are things that people are searching for it, like wetting the bed or, you know, a sleep apnea, even with little children, which is becoming more and more prevalent these days. There's a lot of things that doctors understand and know that I don't know if they value using that in their marketing the way they did. And one of the things that I'm assuming that you guys can help them do is to really pull that stuff out to say, well, let's talk about this. Let's talk about that as a specialty even to help them grab the corner on the market. Yeah, that's, that's an awesome point. And we'd, we'd honestly love to do more of that. It, it requires so much customization and one-on-one -on -one work that it's not as scalable for us. Mm -hmm. And so what we do is, is a plug and play system that works really, really well 95% of the time. You know, it's, it's awesome. something we just try to plug in. But we noticed that the results go up exponentially when the doctors are posting good content right. pages. Yeah. So it's uh, like, if you don't understand the difference, if you're listening, the, the paid ads are going to people that have never heard of you before. And what you're posting on your page is going to the people that already know about you. But as you run paid ads, more people are finding out about you and then they come to that page and they're, they're looking to see what you're all about. And if the pictures are stock photos from the Invisalign website, yeah, it doesn't differentiate you at all. Well, that's a really great point, right? If, I, if I'm somebody and maybe I'm in your area, but I don't know about you, but I see this paid ad and then I go and I check out your page and I see these smile reveals or I see this uh, fun party you're having inside of your office or the, um, the launching of, you know, a D-Bond day, a D-Bond party. Then I know what to expect even more and who you are character-wise. That's a really great point that people I don't think think about. Yeah, sorry, I cut you off, Tyler. What were you gonna say? Yeah, I was gonna say something, Tyler. You know, I just um, it actually slipped my mind, so okay, <laughs> it's all good. Well, you guys, let's talk a little bit more about this bot thing. Cause I don't know if people totally understand this, and it's obviously in our virtual world today, people can think, oh, it seems like you know, people know when it's a bot, or they uh, are worried about the feeling not as uh, connected and customer service wise. Tell us a little bit about how you guys uh, run that and why it works so well. Yeah. So I'll, I'll actually jump back in. I just, my thought came back to me. So I wrote it down, which is important. Awesome. Um, so what you're asking also in that previous question is like, you know, different variations for, um, for specialty practices. Mm -hmm. You know, we've actually had the opportunity to run what is called the sleep apnea quiz. Um, it's not oh. very common, but what we do is we plug an ad in, you know, we have an ad that, you know, we can't ask questions about people's health online. So having a sleep apnea quiz attached to an ad inside Messenger where the chatbot will ask some questions like, do you snore at night? You know, do you wake your partner up at night when you snore? You know, getting them to think about, hey, maybe I have sleep apnea and then helping them to book an appointment. So we do have that one available for doctors that do um, specialties uh, route, you know, outside of the ortho. Right. Um, so to answer that, but right now the chatbot people want to feel like they are talking to someone. Yeah. The chatbot has a way to connect with people um, that is better than just pushing people to a sales page. Earlier this morning, we were looking at screen recordings on our website of people interacting with our website, where they're going, where they're clicking, right? Mm. You know, people want to know information and to gain value, just like what you said. And so what we do is we have what is called the cost calculator ads on Facebook and Instagram. You know, people want to know how much, 
do you brace this cost? How much do Invisalign cost, right? right? People have this idea in their mind that it's overly expensive and they can't afford it. Mm -hmm. So we lead with affordability. And so when people click on our ads, the, cal the cost calculator will engage inside Facebook Messenger. So it'll draw the person from Facebook into Facebook Messenger on their phone or their desktop. And from there, Facebook Messenger literally does the rest. There's a chat bot that will ask them if it's for themselves or for their child. It will ask them down payment options like 500, 750, 1,000. These are just examples, not you know, those are just right. typical numbers that we see. Sure. People click on it. They click on a potential down payment. So right away, people are gaining value from our chatbot and they're understanding that, hey, this can be affordable. And then chatbot reaffirms that and then chatbot will say, congratulations, Sally. It looks like based upon your answers, orthodontic care should fit comfortably into your budget. Are you looking to explore treatment options within the next two months? And this is all, all happening on autopilot staff members literally have to do nothing and they could just watch this conversation flow as this chatbot is asking questions, pre-qualifying them. Because what offices hate the most is when people come into their practice and they're sticker shocked and they don't want to purchase. That office just wasted an hour of their time, the doctor's time, the TC's time, staff members booking them, all for them to come in and say, you know what, it's too expensive, right? right. So the chatbot literally gets rid of the people that can't afford treatment self-qualifies people because they select a down payment option. They select a monthly payment option that is comfortable for them. At that point, the chatbot says, hey, you know what? You could afford treatment. When do you want to come in? And, it, and with people talking to chatbot, they're gaining value, education about the industry. Um, and then the chatbot will simply you know, ask them what days and times work best. And so this whole system that we built, like what Keaton said in the beginning, is conversational-based marketing. We at OrthoPatients dislike landing pages, <laughs> like landing page, pushing people from Facebook ads to landing pages. Mm -hmm. um, the conversion rate just drops off. Like we yeah. believe landing pages have a certain usage, but not drawing cold audiences from Facebook or Instagram. You have to have something that engages with the customer, interacts with them. And what I like is what I've heard is that people, even though they're talking to a chatbot, they're gaining trust. They're gaining information. They're becoming, um, you know, they're trusting that doctor and they almost feel like they're talking to a real human. Um, that's how well we've programmed these chatbots. Well, yeah. and one of the features that I think is, point, is good to point out is it's marketing 24 seven. When yeah. you're not home, I mean, when you're not at the office or you don't have somebody manning that, because I know there's, you know, there are the little pop-up chat, you know, people, when you go to the website, you can talk to somebody, which you know is not somebody who knows anything about the practice. They're just getting an appointment. You know, here you're getting some answers, uh, some questions answered, and you're somebody's up at like mom's up at 12 midnight, right? And she finally has time to sit down at the computer to get that that ortho appointment that the dentist told her she needed. Now she's able to do that whether you're in the office or not. Yeah, one of my favorite experiences is we were working with a doctor out in Texas, and this is a holiday weekend last September, so it's a three day weekend. He calls me up on that following Tuesday after that three-day weekend, and he's like, Tyler, I freaking love you. I'm like, dude, okay, why? What's up, man? Like, I'm glad, and you're, I love you too, I guess. And he's like, you just got me 13 new consultation requests over a holiday weekend. Over three uh, days, 13 new people requested consultation. He said he was grilling with his family outdoors. He yep. was swimming in his pool. He was having a good time, enjoying the holiday. And he comes in that following Tuesday, 
and he has 13 people on the schedule waiting for him. And he's like, this is the best return investment on any market I've ever done. Like 13 people on the schedule over a three day weekend. He's like, it's unbelievable. Like That's I love amazing. it. I can't thank you enough. Yeah. That's so cool. Well, yeah. I mean, if even they have a, uh, not even a great closing ratio, right? They get those people in. Let's just say they close half of them. That's that's an amazing weekend for grilling the barbecue and playing with your kids, right? So, wow, that's great. Yeah. Well, sorry I cut you off, Keaton. Yeah, Keaton no, just just one quick thing is I wanted to say it's to your point of like, oh, we, you know, we don't want to seem too corporate. We don't want this bot thing going on. But it's the friendliest bot you'll ever meet. And I, I think probably 90% of the people realize it's not a real human, but they don't mind because it's so friendly and, and it's not, it's not like the annoying customer service bots where you're trying to ask it a million questions and it, it won't help you. It's something that they choose to participate in. Uh -huh. And it's the best way that we've found to scale personality. Like it's a really fun way for people to engage with the office before they go in. And so that's what I would say to that is that it's a, it's an awesome way to scale personality. It's a scale. Well, I'll tell you this, man. I've been listening to a couple of recorded calls from intake calls um, over the last couple of days. Um, some of them might be better off going through a bot, right? Like, like the, I, I, I got done with one that was nine minutes long and I'm telling you, they got only the basic information. The person should have just filled out an online form because other than that, there is no conversation that was happening. And so when people talk about it like that, if you're creating that conversational com uh, 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 connection through the bot, you still feel like, okay, at least they're getting this information. At least they care enough to program the bot to ask me questions that are about me as opposed to them. Yeah. And that's a, that's a big deal. So that's yeah, one, of the, one of the questions we like asking in the bot is, you know, what do you want to change about your smile? What, what makes you want to receive orthodontic treatment? And they have answers that they could choose, you know, hey, it's for my job, it's for a wedding, you know, I just want to get it done, you know, I just want straighter teeth. So when this chatbot asks those questions about people, people love talking about themselves. People yes. love answering that and saying, hey, you know what, I just want straighter teeth or it's for a wedding, you know. So like Keaton said, the friendliest chatbot and, you know, it works. Like, it's, it's awesome. We love it. That's great. Well, you guys, you've been a pleasure to talk to. We've now come to the point of our show where we go through our six rapid fire questions. Uh, you both can answer or you can toggle back and forth. It's totally up to you. But uh, this is the part where I ask a question and you give me kind of the first thing that comes off of your head. You all ready to play? Cool. Tyler, I'll go first and then you go second, but we'll both answer. All right, cool. All right. So what do you guys feel is the most expensive thing that private practice owners are missing inside their practice right now? The most expensive thing that they're missing. That they're missing. Mm -hmm. So what is the most expensive thing that private practice or miss, uh, owners are missing inside their practice? Are they missing, you know, uh, good, uh, a marketing manager inside their practice? Are they missing uh, the education that they need to actually be great entrepreneurs? Are they missing what? Um, I would say they're missing. Sorry, I'm going to have to tap out on this one. All right, Tyler, Tyler go for it. <laughs> I, would I can say, see Tyler sitting there. I'm looking at his body language. Like, uh, I'm I'm <laughs> I would say sales training for TC. Because like our ads will bring in, you know, up to, now we, we've seen just last week, we had an office gain 35 new consultation requests one week. Okay? Wow. 35. Now, sales training, if you could close all 35 of those, like you'd be golden for that, for that month. 
Yeah. So like experience sales training is, you know, it's expensive, but it's worth it. I would say that. That's a great one. I personally really like that one too. Keaton, would you concur? <laughs> yeah, I would concur. I hired Dino. Here's an easier one. <laughs> Uh, what is a book that you believe every private practice owner should read? Um, the Practice RX by Dino Watt. Oh, okay. <laughs> we'll talk about that in a moment. And that's very nice. <laughs> <laughs> I actually had a, I had a doc one time. I totally was not expecting that. Thank you for that. But I had a doc one time who just said, well, I happen to have it right here. I don't really know what it, and he holds it up on the screen. And like, that's very nice of you. Love it. Is there, is there another one besides that amazing book? Uh, essentialism essentialism oh that's a good book yeah all right yeah. tyler about you all right so i'm just gonna give a book series i guess oh the no bs guide series from dan kennedy there's direct yeah. response social media marketing marketing to the affluent um sales success just these book series from dan kennedy will literally change your life like i i love them like he's he's done proactive weight watchers huge national and international sales campaigns. Yep. I'd absolutely recommend them. Awesome. Very cool. All right. Well, speaking of my book, the practice RX, I do focus on team culture and team performance as the foundation for business growth. What do you see as the biggest challenge that you have seen talking to your clients uh, from private practice owners, what they're facing with their teams in their office culture, what's their biggest challenge that they're facing? Um, getting their, their staff to buy into the vision that the doctor has. Okay. Love it. Tyler. Carrying that energy and charisma in their office, like that enthusiasm. Cause you know, there's offices that, you know, they just grind out day in and day out. Um, but those offices that really show the, the true colors, the true personality of excitement, fun energy, you know, I, you know, that's those key elements really help offices. So true. So true. All right, you guys. Well, uh, this is the part where we ask you the question number four is how can listeners get a hold of you? How can they reach out, find out more about you and orthopatients? Yeah. So just go to orthopatients.com. There's a ton of free resources. I actually just finished a seven part blog series that you can read completely free. Uh, there's a YouTube channel that you can watch everything I've ever put out about marketing. And then there's also a free training where you can uh, kind of go through, look, over everything we do at ortho patients in like 20 minutes and then schedule a call to speak with Tyler. If you're interested to learn more. Orthopatients.com. Awesome. Love it. Okay. You guys, this is a hard one, but I want the one thing that comes right off the top of your head. What's the best advice you've ever received in life or business? Um, if you're careful enough, nothing good or bad will ever happen to you. No. Nice. Mine is, I, I think of, I, I don't know, I'm going to interrupt you there. I think of Aaron Burr right there. It was like, yeah, right. Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> yep. Mine is when you're stressed, just eat some ice cream and it'll all be better. You'll work out your problems. <laughs> okay. Unless you're lactose intolerant. Oh, yeah. And then a few moments later. <laughs> More problems. <laughs> all right. Uh, what's the best resource or tool that you think every private practice owner should be using to grow their practice right now? Ooh. I'm just going to go with Facebook ads. It, it's yeah. really close to home, but yeah, that's what I think. I would say the same thing. You know, when we're getting new consultations requested for 50 cents, you know, I would say that's, that's essential. Like the lowest, like the highest return investment for the lowest cost for ad spend. 
um, is critical. So, so I don't know. You could get a billboard for what fifty cents, right? <laughs> billboard up on on, on a <laughs> for about fifty. Now it's crazy. I know that's great. I love that you guys mentioned that, and I always want people to to really talk about that resource that they are experts on anyway. And that's one of the reasons why we have that question is because it's so important for people to realize that it isn't as challenging as you think it is. And there's so many resources and tools out there for you. And here today, we've been blessed to be able to listen to both Tyler and Keaton about some tools and resources that you all can do inside of your own practice, whether you're paying for it or not, whether you decide to go with chatbots or not, whether you decide to talk with ortho patients or not, hopefully you receive some resources today that will help you enhance your practice. Now, that being said, I'd highly recommend that all of you reach out and find out how or if uh, ortho patients is a fit for you. And if Tyler Keaton can just answer any questions for you that maybe you've been thinking about that you haven't really got the answers to, maybe you've asked other people and they haven't given you the answers that you want are looking for. It is worth a phone call. It's worth a conversation. So I highly recommend you guys doing that. Thank you guys for being on the show today. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank, thank you so you much. Just wanted to add, if, if any of you want to add, I'm pretty active on Facebook. If you want to add me on Facebook, I'm happy to have a conversation idea. with Messenger as well. That's a great idea. It's Keaton Walker, right? Mm -hmm. uh, W-A-L-K-E-R. That's a great idea. I think you should uh, definitely add him on there. And Tyler, you too, or are you, not a, are you opposed to yeah. Facebook? Yeah, Keaton's more active on Facebook. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you want, I mean, we have a scheduling link for a call. You know, even if you guys don't want to buy our services, we'd love to just talk with you and just give you education, resources, guides. I mean, we really, we really want to be your experts in, in the social media field. So we'll, we're happy to help you out in any situation where you're at. I'll tell you, that's one of the things that I've really enjoyed about watching your guys' growth is that you really do just put that out there of like, hey, if, if you don't hire us, that's not our main focus, right? If you want to hire us, great, but we want to make sure you're getting the right answers to the questions you have and so that you can move forward and make an educated decision and you are becoming that resource for them. So I think that's great. So thank you guys for doing that. Appreciate Everyone, thank you so much again for listening to the Propreneur Podcast. Uh, we really appreciate you listening and sharing it with your friends and colleagues. As you know, our goal here is to always help you become more proactive, more productive, and more profitable in all areas of your life and business. We'll see you on the next episode, everybody. Thanks so much again for listening to the Propreneur Podcast. We really appreciate your support. If you haven't subscribed already, please make sure you do so. Also, if you feel like you might be a good fit for our podcast as a guest or know somebody who you think would be, go ahead and email us at dino at dinowatt.com. Again, thanks for support. We'll see you on the next episode.